Contributing to the African Renaissance begins with being a part of it. With a fast-growing population, Africa boasts enormous market potential. In a time of unprecedented innovation and new technologies on the horizon, the Onyx Africa podcast serves as a platform to spark and engage in conversations aimed at achieving the African Renaissance. If you had asked me this question about three or four years ago, I would have said that the possibility was little. However, looking at the pace of the introduction and implementation of the African Continental Free Trade Area Agreement, we can see that there is a potential for African unity. And of course, what is African Renaissance without African unity? So the pace of the AFCFTA and its implementation alone is a big step in the right direction for the continent. I'm talking about economic integration, development, one African market. That sort of unity is what we need for a rebirth, for the development that we are anticipating. I believe what it will take is education, a lot of sensitization, probably rebranding our curriculum you know the courses that we take in school to be able to educate people enough about the need for this and most importantly people to champion the course complete restoration of our identity and philosophies that have been taken away from us an expulsion of foreign entities that exploit our homelands depriving black people of economic and social advancements Politics-wise, African countries need to take back their means of national defense systems and related affairs and not rely on external alliances on the basis of semi-independence and appropriate relevant technological institutions will need to be established for that. And the list is endless. However, an African renaissance is incomplete without the state of interconnectivity amongst black people in Africa and all around the world. So across the board, across the board, like in terms of academics, leadership, you know, um, and sports, if we were able to instill like um, those type of things in, in young kids at a very young age, that means that now Africa has the ability or the potential to compete at a higher level because now we we are trying to match up to catch up with with, with time, you know, because that's 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 what's keeping us behind. Because uh, in, in a world like this, in a world that we're living in today, you know, it's only the strong that, that survive and the strong are those who adapt because we're living in an ever-changing, you know, um, life. Um, I think young people are an important part of Africans' future. In fact, we are um, Africans' present and future. We make up about a billion of the entire continent which is arguably the youngest continent in the world and because we are the future of Africa I think as a young person it is important that we um, find ways to support ourselves to empower ourselves to be ready for the challenges that we would be facing tomorrow and why not even the challenges that we are facing now my point or um, I would say focus on, on the African nations and how I'm contributing to that is 
I am supporting young people by inspiring and empowering them to be agents of change. We need collaboration for Africa to emerge. We need people who are both willing and capable to change the continent. The ones that every young person was willing to involve in this movement of change is also capable by supporting them with the resources, um, network, um, the funding because funding is always a major issue for young people who are striving to create impact in their communities. So the renaissance from my perspective is that we need to support the young people of Africa because they are the future and in many other countries we have seen that they are already taking charge of your future right now. When Africa waits, people can benefit from the rich resources that exist within the continent. An Africa that's free from the exploitation of greedy people with the sole intention of lining their own pockets. An Africa where corruption is given zero room to flourish and the best interests of the people are put first. An Africa filled with opportunities for personal and professional development that will lay the foundation for future generations to grow, build, and succeed in the world. An Africa where indigenous knowledge is valued, protected, and properly passed down from generation to generation. An Africa where women and children do not live in fear of being the victims of harmful traditions that were made to serve the whims of a misogynistic and patriarchal societies which never cared for their wants, needs, and well-being. An Africa where every African child can dream and envision the endless possibilities that exist without being limited by fear, lack of opportunities, lack of funding, or where they come from. Self-determination, self-discovery, and relearning of Africa and its people. It looks like the reshaping of our education system into an education system that is Africa positive and African positive. An Africa where poverty is a distant memory that we reminisce on during Christmas lunch. An Africa that pushes creativity and innovation to the forefront and drowns any stigma of the arts. An Africa where corruption no longer eats away at the fabric of society. An Africa where production exceeds consumption. An Africa where my daughter doesn't have to look over her shoulder because of what her brothers might do to her when she's alone. An Africa where my son doesn't feel entitled to the temple of the daughters of the soil. An Africa that gets nauseous by the sound and sight of double standards. An Africa where inequality is nullified and we all enjoy the fruits of higher brackets. A land where ambition knows no borders and success is multifaceted. A land where the blood of our neighbors is treated as the blood that courses through our very own veins because we are a single consciousness. It's only a matter of time before Africa awakens from her deep slumber and realizes all the deepest yearnings I have so vehemently expressed. I've been thinking quite a lot on how to try and, could I say, maybe break it down and simplify it. The African Renaissance. And, you know, if you Google the word Renaissance to look up what it means, the first thing that comes up is the association with the that specific European period in which, you know, there's art that's associated with it and all that jargon. And I don't know if we should be using words that already have European connotations because, and I know that like, early African Renaissance, right? 
and that's what they chose but for me it feels as if they're reiterating something that has been very prominent in the previous century and in the current century where Sabatova Africa are richer we do not identify as ourselves anymore and it might sound a bit strange in an age where people are so-called trying to reclaim their Africanness on social media, right? But those children who are exposed to social media, in a world in which was highly, highly westernized. And they being modern, being civilized, being successful. They think of it in a in a they, there's a Western image that pops up. There's it's not a lot of we can't really visualize success. Rabaroy visualizer e African. And I think that for me that would be the biggest rebirth, the reawakening and remembering of ourselves urimini as a youth rifunuro di humbura uri rizagai diri nevo ini matina shundi afiyo nyambo za shundi zifiyo our culture our heritage and most most importantly our knowledge systems understanding that sabatuba shango la africa we have vast and extensive intense in-depth knowledge of our land of ourselves of the world that we live in and that we really really need to tap into that we really need to be able to move on into the modern world but not a western world we need to differentiate modern now western as chititi what is the african renaissance to me the renaissance is not a dream it is indeed imminent